Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mission Uplift. This is Jen, and today is the very last episode of the year 2020, and what a year it was. On a normal year, I'm often super reflective around New Year's for a number of reasons. New Year's reminds me of coming to Jesus. You see, on one New Year's Eve, I was out getting drunk and high messing around, but exactly one year later, I was at church on New Year's Eve by choice for a watch night service. So 1998 was significant for me. Started off the year one way and ended the year a completely different way. Every New Year since then, I've taken time to reflect on the year, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the faithfulness of God. It's a practice now to pause and remember to thank God and to prepare my heart for the next year. Now, I don't know that any of us were prepared for a year like we just had. Nobody saw what was around the corner. And yet what's interesting to me is that as jacked up as 2020 was, God did use it to bring a heck of a lot of clarity. So maybe we did get 2020 vision after all. It is strange to look ahead into a new year. But I love New Year's because of what it represents to me personally. A time to look back, to look ahead. But we all know there's no magic when the clock strikes midnight. There will still be a pandemic. There will still be racism and injustice. And there will still be Jesus. He was not caught off guard by the year 2020. He was with us in the storm. And since he remains the same yesterday, today, and forever, he will be with us on the other side of the clock. One of the books I had the joy of reading this year was The Deeply Formed Life by Rich Velotis. One section of the book was about interior examination, and it includes the importance of examining our hearts and our minds, our families and our feelings, and our anxieties and our reactions. He said limited reflection usually leads to dangerous reaction. I don't know about you guys, but I've reacted to a bunch of stuff in 2020. Got to tell you, my flesh is still that 19-year-old angry Jen. But as I learned to pause and reflect, I found myself responding more than I was reacting to the chaos and learning, and learning how to somehow live in the tension. And in the midst of the crazy, God led me to launch this podcast. I took some time to look back over the episodes and really appreciated thinking back to my conversations with amazing uplifters. There's something powerful about sharing our stories and testimonies. Not only does it remind us of God's faithfulness, it encourages and uplifts others. That's what Mission Uplift is about. Let's take a few moments to look back and remember. Here's Uplifting Reflections. Guys, there's a million things I could say about reflection over the course of 2020. I decided to look back to each of the Mission Uplift podcast episodes of this year and just share a few thoughts about it or even some of the behind the scenes. Mission Uplift was in the works well before the pandemic began. And when we began to shelter in place and realize the magnitude of the effect of this virus, I wondered if I should still move forward with it. Was it appropriate to do so? 
But after prayer, I knew if there was ever a time for uplifting, it was in this season. And so Mission Uplift began. And launch day was May 12th. I released three introductory episodes that day that hopefully laid a foundation and set the tone for the Mission Uplift experience. The first episode was Uplifting Introductions, where I introduced myself to the interwebs and set the tone. I invited you into my virtual living room, and I also shared a part of my own testimony, including my story about the Jesus Fish van. Episode two was Uplifting One Another, If you know me well, then you know the topic of community comes up pretty often. An uplifting community is part of the core of Mission Uplift. We'll touch on that a little further in episode five. I shared in this particular episode, Uplifting One Another, the heart behind the podcast and the story behind Mission Uplift itself. Uplifting one another was priority right out the gate because we can't uplift one another without one another. Then, episode three was uplifting the greatest story. I mean, that's what this all comes down to, doesn't it? Definitely for me here at Mission Uplift. There's no point in me even turning on the mic without sharing Jesus right up front. And so this episode was the story of scripture in about 20 minutes or so in the JRV, the Jen Roth version. Fun fact, I recorded this episode is a creative project for one of my last courses in seminary. Then I began the interviews. Now the first bunch of interviews were all with women I went on a retreat with last fall, the Sister Circle Retreat, which has been referenced multiple times here on the podcast. They're all amazing women of God who I love and constantly learn from, and I am blessed to be in community with them. The first interview was episode four, uplifting faith with Dominique Young, who is the founder of Faith Mamas. We talked vulnerability, anxiety, and community, and heard a little bit about her faith journey. One thing that stuck out to me is when Dominique shared, our life is just a collection of faith steps. So what happens when we can be there for one another each step of the way? And she said, faith for me looked like I'm going to trust God in the real steps. Episode five was on uplifting community with Shonda Stigall. If you've listened to the podcast throughout the year, then you were not only introduced to Shonda in that episode, but you've heard about her in other episodes as well. She has cultivated community in powerful ways, and I am grateful to know her and to be a part of her community. One takeaway from Shonda's story is to dig deep in community. She reminded us of the importance of digging a deep well before you need it, so that your water is already there, which is a great picture. Before the podcast launched, I probably had about 10 or 12 episodes already recorded and ready to go. But I shifted the order of things in June after George Floyd's murder. His murder, the protest so soon after the news about Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor's killings. It was not a time to go forward with business as usual, with regularly scheduled programming. So I took a week off to lament. And then I recorded episode six, Uplifting Lament. Lament doesn't sound like it's something that would be uplifting, and yet it's biblical. God invites us to come with our cares and concerns and cry out to him. The Psalms are packed with lament prayers. 
What's interesting is the first book I picked up to read after submitting all of my seminary assignments was Prophetic Lament by Dr. Soon Chung Ra. And man, it was God preparing me for a season of lament. Lamenting systemic racism and injustice, a global pandemic, political division, and also coming to terms with personal grief in a number of areas. I reflect on this today because it's important for us to look back over the past year and allow ourselves the space to cry if needed, to process, to grieve, and to lament. We know these problems are not going away overnight. God calls us to lament, so let's answer that call. Episode 7 was with Brittany J. Turner, and we talked about uplifting the abundant life right in the middle of the chaos of 2020. Brittany is a friend who's become family, and I so appreciated her wisdom and transparency on an abundant life in Christ Jesus. She reminded us that abundance is not something we wait to happen when everything is right. And we recorded it months before it aired, but wow, it was right on time for where we found ourselves. In episode eight, I chatted with Jackie Smith-Bell about uplifting growth. Jackie is another one of my retreat roommates who has become a dear sister in the faith and she shared her lessons learned and words of wisdom on growth. Another timely message, as she shared about how our greatest tragedies can become our greatest testimony in areas of growth. Episode nine was on uplifting fruitfulness with Kelly Reese, and she shared part of her recent story about fruitfulness in her relationship with God, her family, in ministry, and of course, included the experience of pruning. I so enjoyed this episode and I so appreciate Kelly and her reminder for us to stay tethered to the word of God. I chatted with Sarah Martin in episode 10 about uplifting the vibrant life. We had a great talk about her life mission and about seasons of being still and creating space to see God move. We talked about revival and prayer and what it is to live a vibrant life in the presence of Jesus. She reminded us to pray, God, give us a heart for you alone. In episode 11, I had the joy of interviewing my friend, Joshua B. Tudas. He's a seminary friend who's also the founding president of Witness Ministries in Bangladesh. I enjoyed talking with B. Tu, hearing his story about the grace of listening, the rhythms of a missionary disciple, and what it means to live a questionable life. He gave us much to think and pray about. And I had the privilege of talking about uplifting unexpected gifts in episode 12 with Jonathan Vasquez. Jonathan was actually an intern of mine years ago at my church in New York. We had seven interns over the summer of 2014, and it was one of my favorite memories in my season of ministry there. And it's been a gift to watch from afar all that God has done in and through Jonathan. He shared about a very difficult experience for him and his family and the gifts he received in the midst of suffering. Something he said in the episode that still sticks with me is when he shared how God changed his perspective when he switched from praying, God make a way to God prepare me for whatever is next. And he shared how afterwards he started to feel strength and peace. Episode 13 was just me. And I talked about uplifting limitations. I mentioned early on in the podcast that I deal with chronic health issues. So I shared some of my story and what God had been teaching me. I talked about how I came across a note on my iPhone where I wrote down a statement 
that I had no recollection of writing down, yet I knew it was my words because I've thought it so many times. And it said, I know the gifts and call of God are irrevocable, but there are times I feel as though chronic illness robbed me of all of them. I'll let you go back and listen to it to get the context and what happened as a result. I've learned and continue to learn so much from God through my own limitations. After that, I took a break because limitations. And when I returned in episode 14, I shared on an uplifting hope. Lord knows in a year like 2020, we needed hope and still do. When we associate hope only with a fleeting wish or a desire, we're unable to see the actual strength of hope and the strength of the God of all hope. Hope is not wishful thinking or wanting something bad enough. Being positive about something negative isn't wrong, but it doesn't mean that it is the confident expectation and certainty of what will come to pass in the future. No matter the present challenges, this kind of hope isn't a fading feeling. It's a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. October was Pastor Appreciation Month, and I had the opportunity to interview four different pastors. The first one I really enjoyed. It was with my dad, Steve Roth. In episode 15, we talked about uplifting moments. My dad's had some incredibly uplifting moments in his personal life and in his ministry life. And he also released a book this year called Catching the Moments. It's a one-year devotional all about slowing down to catch up with God. He shares his words of wisdom and also some of the behind the scenes of the book, including how he got the title from an episode of This Is Us. Check out Uplifting Moments, and while you're at it, go ahead and order yourself a copy of Catching the Moments for your New Year devotional. Episode 16. It was on uplifting discipleship with Jerry Wagner, who is the pastor of Disciple City Church, which is my church, and he is my pastor. Jerry's mission for his generation and the next is to unleash healthy disciple makers in Dallas to reach the world. And in churches, we often hear the importance of knowing the word, multiplication, giving. And I'm grateful that DCC prioritizes those aspects of discipleship, but also that they emphasize the importance of being responsible siblings, reaching out across cultures, and righteously pursuing justice. That's part of discipleship too, true discipleship. And as Pastor Jerry reminded us, it's both in the sharing and in the showing. I talked with Laura Murray in episode 17 on uplifting rhythms. Laura is an ordained pastor, an author, speaker, and a certified spiritual director. I enjoyed talking with Laura about uplifting rhythms, and I appreciate her ministry of spiritual direction. She shared that spiritual practices lead to more and more freedom in Christ. Here's a fun fact behind the scenes. Early in the year, before the pandemic hit, I remember having a conversation with a friend about spiritual direction. I didn't know much about it, but I'd become very interested. Only about a week or so later, I watched a seminary chapel service online where Laura was the speaker. And I thought to myself, man, I'd like to chat with her one day. It was a passing thought. It wasn't a formulated prayer. And then I didn't really think about it afterwards. But a few weeks went by and a friend of mine who isn't in that same seminary circle, she invited me to a digital silent retreat. And I quickly found out that it was led by that same Laura. That opened the door for me to attend several of her silent retreats and also for me to learn and 
read more about spiritual direction, which has been so timely, particularly in this year, both personally and professionally, as I'm actually planning to further my education in the area of spiritual direction. Episode 18 was with a dear friend and brother, Danny Torres, and we talked about uplifting truth. Danny is the lead pastor of Radiant Church in Maspeth, Queens, New York. And his passion is to see people come to know the life-changing grace that is found in Jesus, and also to see a city and its communities transformed. We had a wonderful conversation that was packed with the truth of God's word. I appreciated this talk on truth and was both encouraged and challenged by what Danny shared. He is a man of great integrity, and he not only continues to learn the truth and live the truth, but he's also faithful and steadfast in sharing and showing the truth with love and grace. Our next interview was with Fanchon Kennedy in episode 19, and we talked about uplifting hospitality. Fanchon has a business, Fanchon K's Tea Time. She's a business leader and a pastoral leader, and her passions are driven by a desire to spread God's love through hospitality and in teaching the word of God and inspiring others. She definitely inspired us, and I'm grateful for all that Fanchon was so gracious to share with us. Hospitality is not limited to a particular kind of ministry or business. The Bible tells us all to practice hospitality or to pursue hospitality. And Fanchon is an amazing example of using hospitality to bless others and to glorify God through business, ministry, relationships, and everyday interactions. Episode 20 with Darian Wilson was a ton of fun. We had an amazing chat about planning with hope in the midst of 2020, as well as testimonies about God's surprises at the most unexpected and unplanned times this year. We talked a bunch about Jesus, community, Target, and then we had an after party with more Jesus and shared our deep appreciation and love for our sister circle. And it all has to do with uplifting planning. There's a whole lot of love, life, and laughter in this episode, and also on Darian's YouTube channel, so check out both. I talked about uplifting gratitude in episode 21. I've known the importance of practicing gratitude, but I've learned and continue to learn it on a deeper level, especially this year. Gratitude is powerful, but it takes being intentional because a thankful heart just doesn't appear out of nowhere. It doesn't for me. This past summer, I started to make it a practice to regularly write down one thing each day that I'm grateful for. And now I have the opportunity to see a month's worth of blessings on one page. I wrote down all sorts of stuff, like being grateful for an encouraging text message from a faraway friend, finding a great vegan soup recipe, a nap, peace, watching a movie with my parents, a great time of fellowship with my Sunday night Zoom small group, a spiritual light bulb moment. And here's one, finding out that my hospital bill from an emergency room visit was covered. Left to my own thoughts and in my own flesh, it is so much easier for me to focus on what I don't have or the circumstances that are less than favorable or the prayers not yet answered or the challenges. 2020 has been challenging. But this spiritual practice of gratitude has helped to shift my perspective. I haven't arrived, guys. I still have funky days, 
but I believe that they're a little less funky when I choose to thank God. The last couple of episodes of the year were from the Uplifting Advent series. This was such a gift. A few of my friends from seminary join me in a four-week live teaching series on YouTube throughout Advent. I shared portions of Uplifting Advent on the podcast for four weeks. Episode 22 was with Christian Williams, and she shared a powerful message on the battle for hope. She shared with us to lament, trust, repeat. Lament, trust, repeat. That's the battle for hope. Brandy Benson shared on peace in episode 23, and she reminded us that when we know Christ, we know peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And we experience his peace in submission to his will, confirmation of his presence, and affirmation for our faith. We heard from Angela Sirocco in episode 24, and she taught us about the fight for joy. We fight for it when we remember who we are and remember whose we are, when we seek Jesus and when we choose gratitude. There goes that gratitude message again. And episode 25 was great. Christian, Brandy, Angela, and I got together for the last week of Uplifting Advent, and we chatted on the topic of love. We talked about the love of God, the love we receive, the love we give, how we love because he first loved us. There's a lot packed into that episode, and I encourage you, check out the whole series. The words of wisdom from each of these women bless me. I want to thank Christian, Brandy, and Angela for their willingness to share their gifts with us in the Uplifting Advent series. Be sure to check it out on YouTube to get the full experience. And here we are in episode 26 with Uplifting Reflections. And 2020 is coming to a close. If I could sum up 2020 in a few words, it would be grief and gratitude. Grief and gratitude. And my big takeaway from it is that God is in the grief and the gratitude simultaneously. The Bible says we're to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And sometimes that's simultaneous. God is right there in the midst of the grief and the gratitude and teaches us how to rejoice and mourn with others and even by ourselves. I see the themes of grief and gratitude everywhere. And I see God. It's in what's written in my Instagram captions and my journal entries. It's spoken in the phone calls and also here on the mic. It's in our communities and our conversations, our sermons, our songs. Grief and gratitude. It's true in every year, but it's magnified in 2020. Guys, this year was tough on so many levels. We can't even begin to describe the pain and suffering And each isolated incident was hard all by itself. Collectively, it's overwhelming. And everything happens so fast that we don't always get to process the pain. And yet, simultaneously, there were also moments of great joy and celebration this year. Just take a few moments to scroll through your timelines on social media. You don't have to look far to see heartache and happiness all at once birth announcements and eulogies, weddings, divorces, virtual commencement ceremonies, and Zoom funeral services. 
great acts of kindness, systemic racism and injustice. We saw integrity and corruption. We hear about new jobs and read about job loss. Community, isolation. Unity, division. Life, murder. And so on. If you're mourning today, I want you to know that I mourn with you. If you're rejoicing today, I want you to know that I rejoice with you. And if you're living in the tension of both grief and gratitude, simultaneously, I see you, I hear you, and I'm there too, big time. Listen, I'm all for new beginnings. I already told you how sentimental I get around New Year's. But we all know that when the clock strikes midnight, there will still be much to grieve. There will also still be much to be grateful for. And no matter what 2021 brings, God will be there. The God who sees and hears, who knows and loves each one of us and invites us to bring it all to him. God is in the grief and he's in the gratitude. And I pray that his grace will carry you in your grief and in your gratitude in 2021. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I thank you for your faithfulness in 2020. I thank you, Lord, for how you have shown up. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that in a year of great change, horrible change, confusion, Lord, that you remain the same. You remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we know as we look back on the course of this year, with all of the ups and the downs, with the grief, with the gratitude, God, thank you that you are there. And thank you that you will always be there. And God, I pray for an awareness for all of us, a reminder of who you are, of how great you are, of how faithful you are. Whether it's for the first time, millionth time, God, I pray that we would see you for who you are and give you all the glory and all the praise. I pray for your grace to be upon us in this new year, in our grief, in our gratitude, and that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. We're starting off the year with the theme of uplifting prayer. I can't think of a better way to start off 2021. And so throughout the month of January, we'll have live teaching on Monday nights on YouTube, and we'll release testimonies and interviews about prayer on Thursdays on the podcast. Mark your calendars and join us as we seek the Lord and grow in prayer. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Mission Uplift YouTube channel and the podcast and connect with Mission Uplift on social media. And if what you hear around here is a blessing to you, consider leaving a review or even partnering with Mission Uplift on Patreon. Thanks so much for listening in today and this year.
I am always grateful that you'd take the time. See you next year.